0: Thank you for being here on episode 147 of the Juicebox Podcast. The show is brought to you again today by Dexcom and Omnipod. Omnipod, of course, the tubeless insulin pump of choice, and Dexcom, really the only choice in continuous glucose monitoring. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with Emily. She's 16 years old and has had type 1 diabetes since she was 12. The conversation's fantastic, but at some point, Emily's experience reveals how to avoid the fear of type 1 diabetes. You have to really just stick with the entire conversation, but she is going to almost by mistake tell you the secret to not being afraid. There's a lot more that goes into this episode, but that to me was the real central focus of it. It turns out that what's intuitive to a 12-year-old is probably the secret to not being afraid. Emily is the master of fear. That could be the title of this episode. Emily is the master of fear. Emily, fear master, fear master, Emily, dun, dun, dun. I don't really have an option yet. As for the title, you can see I'm trying, but it's not really coming to me. I'll get it. Please don't forget that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before being bold with insulin. You do not have to consult a physician before going to JuiceBoxPodcast.com and buying a Bold with Insulin t-shirt. Ooh, ooh, I should call this episode Out of the Mouths of Babes. I did it. I came up with the title.
1: Hi, so... I'm a, obviously, I'm a type 1 diabetic that lives in Toronto, Canada. Um, I was diagnosed in 2013. I'm 16 years old. I don't know.
0: There's, uh, hey, so it's, weird. it's weird to talk about yourself, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's so <laughs> odd. Um,
0: well, what, yeah. I was, what I was going to say is this. So, you're, so I'll help you tell you who you are. It'll be fun. Okay. So you're 16, right? And mm-hmm. you were diagnosed how long ago? Uh,
1: 2013. Okay,
0: so, so I was 12. Uh, see, you're taking the math from me. I could have done it, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and, and so 12 years old, so you're four years into it.
1: Yeah, okay. I am.
0: Okay. Um, and would you consider yourself like a type 1 diabetes advocate?
1: Um, I try to be. I'm not sure I set the best example, but you know. <laughs>
0: no, but, but by that, I don't even mean by being an example. I mean like are you out in the public being open about your diabetes?
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: How do you totally. do
1: that? Um, well, I'm usually, like, the, the type of person that doesn't, like, try to hide anything. Like, if we're out for dinner or something, I'll just, like, stab myself, like, right in the middle of, like, the dinner table or... With a fork um,
0: or do you use a, a syringe or what do you do?
1: Oh, um, I do. I am on injection, so... Okay. Yeah.
0: I didn't know if you um, just had the salad fork in the restaurant. <laughs> area, so, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, just, yeah.
0: Just stabbing away at yourself.
1: Um...
0: Do you have a CGM? Uh
1: yes I do. I do have a Dexcom.
0: Okay. So you do a Dexcom with MDI. That's really good. That's fun. Yeah. That's going to be fun to talk about. So but I, what I'm talking about a little more is this. Like I see you like if you said to me Emily's on the podcast, I'd be like, "Oh, isn't that blah 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 from Instagram?" And, mm-hmm. and, and so what's your Instagram handle?
1: Um insulin to live.
0: Okay. And and so that to me is that's really interesting because when it occurred to me at some point to be out in the public and talking about living with diabetes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, and so it was so long ago that, you know, as I kind of filtered through the internet, I was like, I could start one of these blog things and I didn't really even know what I was talking about.
1: Yeah. I like it. Cause it's a great way to connect with other people and just kind of help people who don't know anything about it to kind of get familiarized, and especially they're just diagnosed, I feel like it's such a great way to, I don't know, I just, because that's what I, I initially just searched, like, diabetes on Instagram, and it's just so nice, because there's, you know, so many things you can relate to, and yeah.
0: Yeah, so wherever people are on on social media, that's where they look, Mm -hmm. right, right, right? that's like, you were on Instagram, like, you were, Mm -hmm. I don't know, how old were you when you first did that?
1: Uh, Maybe, I don't know, actually, I think my account's pretty old. I think I did start it like three years ago or something.
0: Okay, so you're like 13 years old on Instagram, probably yeah. just like, hey, double tap and pictures and, uh, yeah. and going crazy. And then one day you were like, huh, I wonder if there's other people here with diabetes.
1: Exactly. Right,
0: right. And now you have like a, what I would consider to be like a pretty strong presence on Instagram. And it's interesting because I just – it's like I don't think of Instagram that way. Like I, okay. I, I would like to. I wish I was of the – I was going to say generation, but I don't think it's a generational thing. It's just of the mindset to, Mm -hmm. to do that. Like, and I, it's like, I thought to make a blog, you you know what I mean? And there there are some people who thought to make a Tumblr and there are some people who thought to, um, you know, blah, 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 do this and do that and do other, go on Facebook and talk about it and Twitter. And, and it's just, I think Instagram is just an incredibly, um, I don't know that it's, it's an impactful way, I guess, because it's such a, it's a quick hit you don't really have to give too much of yourself to appreciate what the person's put up there or, or or to, um, to interact either. So do you actually, like, do you have Instagram friends, like people you would consider like friends that you only know through Instagram?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I have met a few people on insulin to live, like, and not just people who live in the same country as I, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And I have, um, like answered questions. Like some people just like ask me questions and be like, Hey, I have this, like, do you know what caused it? Or like my doctor told me that I have, like some people, like for some reason, their doctors don't explain like really simple things to them. And I'll be like, obviously I'm not a doctor or anything, but like diabetes is not something you caused on yourself. Like, but some people, yeah, will, will message me with like the weirdest questions others like I've met and I'm friends with now. And that's really nice. Um, but yeah, I preferred it over, I was thinking of doing a Tumblr or something like that, but Instagram's just an, such an, like, it's such a popular thing now, and it's like, I feel like it's the most popular, I don't
0: mm-hmm. know. No, no, I, I agree with you, it's, I, I'm forever slightly disappointed in myself that I can't do, <laughs> I can't do better on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always take it as like, I'm like, well, I'm not good at this, I'm <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm in this situation where, like, if, if I put something up on Instagram, my kid, and it does incredibly well for me, that, uh-huh. could, that could mean, like, I don't know, 150 likes. And my kids are like, that's so sad. And
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Save. I've got, like, so many followers, and I only get so many likes. And I feel like, and it's also the, the amount of followers I'm getting, I feel like I've hit a peak amount mm-hmm. because now it's just slowly decreasing. But, like, that's not what it's about, obviously. No, no, it's no. About-
0: let me ask you this when you put something mm-hmm. on and then I'm going to go back to that. But when you put something, mm-hmm. when you put something up on Instagram that y- you see somebody finds really helpful. Yeah. And, and you think, wow, I did something today that actually like impacted people. Uh huh. Do you have the next thought? I wish more people would have seen it.
1: Um, kind of a lot of it also like, isn't just to help other people. It's honestly like some things are just to help myself. Like I'll have a question. And I have, I'll have no idea what to do, and I'll put it on there, and people will be totally helpful to me. So that's really nice too.
0: So now, did that was that your intention in the beginning, or was that just like a happy benefit that you found?
1: Um, actually, I think it was also a bit of an intention because I did have some questions that, like, uh, like just I don't know, questions that I come up with randomly that you could not always necessarily find on Google. Um, but I no, I think it, I guess it, I guess it is a benefit because mainly I just wanted to connect with people and just a. Help other people who are dealing with the same problems as I. So no, it's yeah.
0: it's it's really nice because you've been doing it for a while now, obviously, and you're, uh-huh. you're helping people, and that's really cool. And it's helping you, which, which is
2: yeah, <laughs> like
0: you said, pretty fantastic. Um, I find the same thing with the podcast, and you know, I say it a lot, but it's it was my intention to do something that would benefit somebody else. And now I think I might be the person benefiting from it the most. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really, str- I didn't intend that obviously, but it's really strange that it worked out that way. But it makes sense when you stop and think about it. It's, you've started a, a two way dialogue. Um, and, and it's beneficial. Like, you know, cause you have a question you can ask if you have a statement, you can make it. If you're like, wow, look at this comp- yeah, exactly. completely bizarre thing that happened. Like people can say it. um, Tell me a little bit about being diagnosed when you were, when you were younger, what, because that was sort of, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to pry too much because you are 16. Mm-hmm. We, we did have to ask your parents' permission for you to be on the podcast, uh, but they were Canadian, so they're very nice. <laughs> they were super, super nice about it. And, uh, and But but so were you, um, huh, but I never considered how to ask you this. When you were, diag- okay. when you were diagnosed, were you a lady already or not?
1: Uh, not really, no. Okay. I was, I, I'm I'm kind of an immature kid, so I was just like, I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm one of those people that, like, if something's wrong, I just go like immediately into denial, like, just <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. Like, I broke I broke my arm at school when I was like in grade five, and in the morning, and I was in pain and crying, but I just stayed the whole day at school and then went home and like went straight to the hospital because I just was convinced I was fine. Yeah. So like. That's kind of like what happened. It was the um, end of my end of the year, right? Um, and I was just like, obviously, like drinking a lot of water and all that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I was, I didn't really think about it ever. And then it was the summertime, and everything was okay. But I was still like, I remember I went to the movies, and I went to the bathroom like three times. But I like didn't think about it. Like you don't, you don't necessarily like. I don't know. When you're a kid, stuff just flies by and you don't pay attention. Um, but then what happened was I went away to stay with my grandparents uh, like four hours away or so by car. So I wasn't with my like immediate family and, um, and everything was fine there. But my, grandma, my grandpa had like pre-diabetes or whatever. Okay. And my grandma, like when, when it's not your parents, sometimes like people around you, I, like my grandparents noticed that I was drinking a lot of water. Whereas my parents necessarily didn't because they were just, I don't know, like... Yeah, They've the been con- with you
0: for 13 years, Emily, and they're sick of you. Yeah. Was,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: like, no, I'm just
0: kidding. Yeah.
1: Well, they're not going to pay attention to like the little things. It makes sense. Um, And then, so my grandma was like, one morning she was checking your sugar and she was like, here, can I check yours? So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I don't mind. And so she checked it and it, it wasn't even, I think it was like nine or something. Like it wasn't that bad in compar- comparison to some... Oh, I say, uh, I forget. But do you know how like? I
0: don't know the conversion. I'm. um, Yeah. I'm. I'm. But nine is around what? What do you think?
1: I have no idea. (laughs) That's gonna be a problem. No, it's not.
0: Hold (laughs) on, we've got the internet. And you know what? I was always, I always wonder. And I'll ask you. You said check your sugar. How come you guys don't say check your maple syrup or something like that? It would be. (laughs) All right, hold on a second. All right, let's Google conversion.
1: Oh, I think there is probably some sort of chart or something like that.
0: Seriously? Okay. Yeah. I got it here. You guys are MMOL?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Uh-huh. I have a link. Ha. I now hold. No, I don't. Wait. I do. I don't. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Nine is about
1: 165. Yeah. Ha.
0: <laughs> the internet. How excited so, am I? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Now so when you now when you blurt out a number, you'll just hear my voice in the background say a different number. Go ahead.
1: Okay, perfect. <laughs> that's, that's kind of hard though. When I listen to like your podcast or when I see people's posts on Instagram, yeah. I never really like understand what they're actually saying because I'm like,
0: you don't know if they're if they're if they're celebrating yeah. or they're like, I don't know how to get my blood sugar. Well, listen, I, I'm looking at the chart. The lower your number, the lower our number. Okay. So when people, this is the fourth edition it includes blood glucose levels. So if I said my blood sugar is 90, which Mm -hmm. actually Arden's is right now, um, that's 5.0 for you. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to send you this. Okay. (laughs) You can put it on your your Instagram and tell people, look, when you're (laughs) you're talking to me, please do the conversions for me so I don't have to think about it. So, so your uh, grandmother is a doctor, obviously, or obviously. Yeah, obviously, and does she live in some great named place like Saskatoon or something like that, or
1: Ottawa, the capital? Yeah, that's, you know. that's,
0: not, that's not that much fun. Whenever you come up on <laughs> whenever you come up on fun Canadian words, please use them out loud. But uh, okay, but, but so your grandmother checks your blood sugar; it's higher than it should be, and she
2: mm, okay.
0: Then so, she then she acts she acts like girl, I can't believe her parents didn't know I knew those people didn't know. No, <laughs> like,
1: no actually, no, was like a, <laughs> what happened was um, I was like I was like oh nine like it's probably fine and my grandma was like I don't know that seems really high to me and then I went on Google like oh I'm such like okay I went on Google and I was like what's like a, like blood sugar range because in my head I was like maybe there's a different blood sugar range for like for kids than there are for like. You know, Makes old sense. people or something. Old
0: people and kids, right, I got you. <laughs> really, really might be the title of this episode. I'm not 100% sure, but old people okay, and kids right. is
1: funny. Um, and so, like, obviously, like, I went to, like, Diabetes Canada or JDRF or whatever it was that came up first, and it showed, like, I still remember, like, there was that thermometer, right, and there was, like, the red at the top, the yellow in the middle, and then the green at the bottom. And so I saw my, like, blood sugars were, like, in, like, the red, but I, I was still, like, in denial. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I feel fine. Like, anyways, I'm kind of mad at myself for, like, not realizing sooner.
0: You shouldn't be, though. I mean, that's, you know, I get that you probably you were looking right at it and chose to ignore yeah. it. But, yeah. but, you know, listen, three times a week I'll text Art and I'll say, hey, we have to test here. I'm not sure if I believe the CGM. And, mm-hmm. and her immediate response is, I, I feel fine. Yeah. And then I respond, Arden, how you feel is not an indication of your blood sugar. We've talked about this like a mm-hmm. billion times. It doesn't still stop her from saying it. You know, and I think it's just a natural reaction. You don't, it is not people's inclination to imagine something's wrong. And I want to say this, Emily, because I think it'll make you feel better about what you did. <laughs> imagine living your entire life under the assumption that everything was going wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. that's not how our brains are wired. If we thought like that, you'd never make it through walking across the room, let alone a day. You, yeah. You, you know, like you have to believe like it, it has to be sort of burned in your wiring that things are, are going okay. Like it's going to be all right. If I go outside, a tree is not going to fall on me. You know, you can't even wonder that it, When once you start turning into a person who's like, God, if I go outside a tree will fall on me, then you have a problem. So you, mm-hmm. you were having a very normal reaction to something, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like, for instance, I'm 46, and I still think one day I'm going to get in great shape. It's never, never going <laughs> to yes, happen. Yes, you can do it's it. It's never going to happen. Emily. But that's not the point. The point is is that every day I wake up and I believe the best for myself. And uh, uh-huh. sometimes that's really important. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So you ignore the numbers, and then?
1: Um, so then my grandma called my other grandma my, on my uh, my mom's side. Interesting. Who had diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like... Like, hey, like, you know, Emily here has got, like, a high blood sugar. What should I do? So they actually gave her, like, a help phone line or something of that sort. And um, I remember that my grandma and I called the line. I don't even remember what it it was. But uh, the person who was on the phone was, like, asking us all these questions and stuff. And then when we told her, like, I was drinking a lot of water and peeing a lot, and, like, that was my blood sugar, they were like, like immediately to the hospital
0: so in Canada they have a phone line like the butterball hotline but for diabetes
1: I don't know I hmm. I, I don't know I guess that's what, well I mean that's what it was but I, I don't know what the company was or what do you yeah. know what the
0: butterball hotline is by the way Nope. <laughs> uh, it's Butterball is a company that that produces turkeys, and oh. uh, and around Thanksgiving they put a hotline up that you can call and ask any question you want about cooking a turkey, and it's a free, really? it's a free service. And I'm just thinking, like, is there like a diabetes hotline that I didn't know about? Did you call the no. Bat phone? Like, maybe you were talking to Batman? Like, it's who knows? Yeah, right. That's crazy. I love <laughs> that you're 16 and everything I say to you, I think you're not going to understand. But um, but you listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. So does my? Cor- I like it. Do, well, first of all, thank you, and and secondly, um, but so it's stuff. Do you f- constantly find references just like going by you or?
1: No, I, I I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not
0: as corny as I think I am. That's excellent. No. Excellent. <laughs> Good for me. All um, right. So now you're on the phone with Batman or the Butterball Hotline or wherever you are, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, you have diabetes." Yeah. And then you go, "My arm's not broken."
1: <laughs> yeah, like I'm fine. Like um and then no but it's it's actually this is kind of interesting because then we just went to the hospital and like they checked us in and everything and then I only stayed there for like a couple hours Mm -hmm. like my doctor spoke to me and like I had some nurses that spoke to me and they gave me insulin and they were literally like just take this much every time you eat because what was happening was the next day I was coming back to Toronto Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I was going to be transferred to that hospital so like I didn't, I, I wasn't in the hospital for that long. I was in there for like half a day and then I I came out and then I like had dinner and I took my own shot at my grandma's house. And then the next day I came back home and I was like, I remember like I was in the car and I was like, Oh mom, look at all this. And I just like opened like my diabetes bag and there's all these like gadgets and stuff. And like, you know, my parents are like, Oh, okay. Like, what is all this kind of thing? <laughs> and then I come home and I, like, our parents order pizza for dinner. And I just, like, pull out my insulin and, like, just take pizza, uh, insulin for pizza. But I didn't know, like, how much to take, really, because, yeah.
0: Well, because you, you were 13 and <laughs> a doctor who, in my mind, I imagine is Wayne Gretzky, gave you a couple <laughs> of things and and just was like, yeah. here, like, good luck, huh, kid? And And you were like... <laughs> You, you were like go where the puck is going not where it's been and then, and then you guys were like yeah right on and you left and uh but, yeah. but so <laughs> i'm so sorry it, canada oh, is like be. america slightly colder and i'm acting like it's on the moon but it's still fun. it's still fun to imagine um hmm so are you yeah. saying your parents like flat out didn't know when you got home they were just like Hey, what's all that stuff? Or your grandmother must have called and said, "Hey, I'm taking your daughter to the hospital." Right?
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, right, that yeah. was all. Okay. okay, no, that's yeah. okay.
0: I just wanted to make sure she wasn't just like, "Hey, look what we did with Emily." While we were going, we went to the water actually, park and we went actually, to the movies and we got her diabetes.
1: <laughs> actually, my grandma was kind of like, I she was kind of like scared to tell my parents, right? Because it's such like a heavy like thing. Yeah. So like, well, obviously, like the doctors called my parents and told them. But then my grandma like didn't tell my, like didn't talk to my parents after that for like a day or two, and I was like, "Grandma, you should probably tell them what's happening now Do you but think then she was all...
0: scared to talk to them, or do you think I, that I she was know. she's just old, she was like, everything will be fine and or, or, or <laughs> that's... I have no idea um. Maybe, maybe she just didn't want to be the face of the the news, like the person who walked in the room and said, "Hey, everybody whose kid doesn't have diabetes, raise your hand, and when your parents started putting their hand up, she's like, Not so quick, and you like, maybe she just didn't want, maybe it's a hard thing to tell somebody,
1: yeah, don't you for think sure.
0: you know I always feel yeah. bad for the doctors in the emergency room. I actually remember feeling bad for the guy that told us, like in the middle mm-hmm. of, in the middle of the night at three thirty, actually yesterday was Arden's 11th anniversary of our of our diagnosis and we didn't even realize oh, wow we didn't realize until Facebook put up a memory thing <laughs> my wife's like hey do you know today's the day Arden was diagnosed I'm like I didn't even think of that but um <laughs> but back then it was 3 30 in the morning we were like exhausted sitting in this like cold unpleasant like oddly lit room and I remember this guy coming in and he looked like he wished he was anywhere but in that room with us like, mm-hmm. like he didn't want to tell us. You, you know what I mean? And uh, I always feel you
1: always remember that face. Like,
0: I could it's absolutely it's... draw him. He looks like the uh, the right wing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And so, yep. um, <laughs> 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 he does. But he did. He had dark hair. It was a little curly. He was about six feet tall. Um, there you go. You know, like like he just. I I remember exactly what he looks like. And he wasn't even the guy who helped us afterwards. He just walked. He was just like the. He was the specter of death doctor. He just walked in and was like, hey,
2: oh, your yeah. daughter has
0: type 1 diabetes. He said her life's never going to be the same. She's going to need insulin to stay alive. And uh, it, it don't worry, it's going to be okay. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. don't worry, it's going to be okay. It doesn't sound like it goes with any of the other words you just used. But okay. Um, mm-hmm. and, and But yeah, I can picture him right now. Uh, but, but But maybe your grandmother was just like, didn't want to be attached to it or didn't know how to say it or didn't want to be the one to say it. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was like just so grateful that like, obviously she like realized and like, yeah, of course, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, she cares about you. Not like your parents who didn't notice you were paying. <laughs> uh, but you know what though? In your parents' defense, it's like when you lose weight or get your hair cut and people you live with don't notice and then you leave.
1: Exactly. The it's the same exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's all Yeah.
0: Uh, don't exactly. so now you're 13 in school um you know is it hard like when you get on the dog sled in the morning to go to the building where they teach you on chalkboards um is it uh like what's it like going to school with diabetes when you're young at the conclusion of this episode of the juice box podcast i would like you to go into the show notes and click on the links for dexcom and omnipod and check out what they have to offer now you might say scott why should i do that The answer is I'm commanding you with my mind. I'm sending telepathic waves through your podcast app, and I'm imploring you to click on the links. (laughs) No, that's not actually why. The reason why is this, until you have the pleasure of owning a tubeless insulin pump, you are not going to completely understand what freedom is with type 1 diabetes. I talk about it here all the time, but the ability to bump and nudge your blood sugar is so key. I know that some people want to say, oh, I don't want to pay that much attention. I don't want to always be bumping and doing that. But do you know that it is so much simpler to put a tiny bit of insulin or make a change to your basal rate on a blood sugar of, I don't know, 120 diagonal up than it is to ignore that blood sugar until it gets to 200 and then you're suddenly fighting with it? I want your days to be full of just happiness, not fights. I want you to be able to make a small adjustment to your blood sugar in two seconds that stops it from going up or from going down. And not spend hours and hours embroiled in this battle with your blood sugar. I don't want you constantly worrying about your kids. I want things to be quick and simple, in and out. Quick hits. Oh, there's something to do, I did it. 35 seconds later, it's over and you don't have to think about it again. And to not be tethered to something, I mean, that's just a bonus, honestly. But if you go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, you fill out the tiniest bit of information and Omnipod would be thrilled to send you a no obligation, absolutely free demo pod that you can hold, feel, touch, try on and see what you think.
1: Back then, it was kind of like, like I, I made sure like all my teachers knew I had diabetes. Honestly, now I'm, I'm just, I don't, because they don't understand it. And by the time I explain it all to them, it's like, so kind of overwhelming for them yeah sure so i just tell them that like sometimes they get low blood sugars, and like the fact that i take insulin for low blood sugar won't even like make like they're not going to understand anything so i just tell them that sometimes they get low blood sugars and i need to eat something but like if i take insulin during class they're not really like wait what are you doing because i told them i have diabetes but
0: right. yeah wow that's interesting so you could probably be a well functioning heroin addict and they wouldn't even ask any questions. You're like, that girl just injects herself once in a while. She said it was yeah, cool. So we're good with it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Well that's that again, Canada. People are so nice. <laughs> and then do you have to um like do you have do your parents have to put like like plans in place or like legal documents about your care or do you just basically say this is what I'm doing and
1: I have none of that. Yeah. Like I had to take my exams this summer and I was like actually kind of concerned that like I could get a low blood sugar or something. So I went to my guidance and I was like, hey, like, I just want like an extra 20 minutes or something if my blood sugars go low. But they couldn't even, like, they didn't really understand what I was talking about. So they legit gave me like two extra hours on like all oh, my exams.
0: <laughs> you're going to do great. You're going to be in the Canadian Harvard or the, yeah, ra- or the real Harvard, by the way. Or uh, it, so that's so it's just not as. Hmm. It's yeah. not as like fussy. We don't uptight. have a school
1: nurse or anything. Either. I don't know. I keep hearing about that, but we don't have that.
0: You've never had a school nurse?
1: No, not at all. (laughs) And so
0: how do you consider your – so now this is something you don't have to talk about if you don't want to. tell everybody you don't have to feel pressure to like give away your own secrets. But do you have – do you feel like your A1C is where you want it to be? Is your blood sugars during the day – are you happy with them or – is it one of those things where sometimes people are like, well, I'm at school. There's nothing I can do about it. Or or how do you, how do you find your days go?
1: Um, at school is actually like my best time for blood sugars because it's a routine that's set. So it's like I wake up, I pretty much like usually have the same thing for breakfast. So you can really get it down. Yep. But then what happens is over the summer, like it's a completely new routine. Like I'm not waking up at 8 a.m. I'm waking up at like 10. And by then, like, your hormones have already kicked in or whatever. So it's, like, a completely different beginning already. So I've had a bit of – I've definitely had some harder time controlling it at home in the summertime. But at school, it's really not that bad. Because,
0: yeah. It's the – yeah. it, well, so it, this is interesting. I just realized that there's this great advice I give to people I talk to. And by the way, it's not really advice, Emily. And why, <laughs> and why is that? Because nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast is advice, medical or otherwise. But uh, But it's this thing I say to people – um, when I talked to them privately that I realize I've never said on the podcast, but you just made this great point. And I just said it to somebody a few days ago, mm-hmm. you know, I gave them kind of like these sort of new tools to try to, to try to get things under control a little bit. And I said, it's the weekend coming. That's, it's great that it's the weekend. And they said, why? I said, well, because I want you to do something that's going to sound ridiculous and really boring. But on Saturday and Sunday, I want you to make the same exact thing for breakfast, lunch and dinner on both Uh days. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, because you can take a shot at it, right? You can say, okay, I think it's going to be this much and it takes this much pre-balls. And then you'll find out what happens. You were still high afterwards or not as high as you usually are low or whatever. And then the next day, without any outside interference from food changes, you can make a different decision based on the information from the day before. And then see where it goes. I said, if you if you take out the variability of the different foods, it's one less thing to worry about while you're trying to figure out the insulin timing. And uh-huh. I just think that's like, it, it's the simplest, like advice in the world. But I then tell them the same thing you just said, which is, I love it when school's in, in session because it's so regimented. She gets up at the same time, eats at the yeah. same times, like, you know, is active at the same times. It's so easy when you take away some of the variability so um yeah so you find the same thing then at school is easier than summertime or something like that you have summer in canada
1: (laughs) yep does it (laughs)
0: snow there 12 months there
1: it's actually it's quite nice actually this like we've had quite a warm summer
0: right or Um, 0.7 months a year if you use the conversion chart here from 12 sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but no like in toronto it doesn't really snow that like it snows, but it doesn't snow like five feet or whatever like it would in Ottawa or something. I'm like assuming that, they so. didn't
0: put one of the real big cities like in the middle of a, a glacier. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, so so okay, so school's pretty is pretty easy, but how was it back then when you were thirteen? You were just like, what did you do? Were you just like, Hey, I'll take this needle and give myself about this much insulin or how did it mm,
1: Well, like obviously when I came back home that summer, like we, when I got transferred to the new hospital, the whole, they kind of took me into like the step-by-step process and like taught me everything again from scratch. Um, and then, so I did figure out obviously my like insulin to carb ratios and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, yeah. And would yeah.
0: you say it's your experience then for all the people that you see online who are sort of parents like wringing their hands, like I can't send that kid to school unless he has uh-huh. a, unless he has a tank made out of insulin. Uh-huh. And there's 16 nurses, one on each corner of the hallway. <laughs> and, and and someone's going to have to be with them constantly. And like, would you say mm-hmm. to them, hey, none of that ever happened for me and I was fine? There's been some talk recently about a new product and people are calling it a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, but it is not. It is not a continuous glucose monitor. It's a glucose monitor that you have to hold something to for it to show you your blood sugar. That doesn't give you an alarm that doesn't tell you oh my god my blood sugar's falling it's rising it's that's that's not the same thing as a Dexcom oh I'm, I'm I'm upset but I'm gonna calm down for the Dexcom ad continuous glucose monitoring you listen to this podcast you understand what it does you know how important it is I I, I really shouldn't have to say anything else I should stop right now just tell you Dexcom.com forward slash juice go find out more but I won't I'll give you a little more there is a world where your child can be at school or on a playground or in a park or at a friend's house or at a sleepover where you can see their blood sugar in real time. Going up, going down, how fast, is this a crazy spike? Do I need insulin? Can I wait a second? All of this information comes from your Dexcom Continuous Glucose Monitor. And with that feedback, you can make decisions that directly affect your health and your happiness and just how good your day goes. You know, if I test my blood sugar with a regular meter I, I say, oh, it's 80. I don't know if it's 80 and it's falling or it's 80 and it's stable. There's a huge difference. Dexcom tells you your 80 is stable. Your 80 is actually drifting up. Your 80 is drifting down. Your 80 is falling fast. These decisions that we talk about here every day, they come from the data that comes from the Dexcom and you can have one too just by going to Dexcom.com forward slash and finding out more. Do you remember at the beginning of the podcast where I was talking about how Emily is sort of gonna just magically tell you how not to be afraid? Just listen to this.
1: Uh yeah, not yeah, it doesn't yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> but what <laughs> what I did what I did do that like I really like, like my mom literally bought me like a box of those mini juice boxes mm-hmm. and I put it at like the top of my locker shelf. And so if I didn't have, like, if I didn't bring juice to, with me to school or if I didn't have something to eat when I was low, I could just go to my locker and I have this huge box of stock juice
0: boxes. And did you ever, so have, that a, was great. ever have a bad low at school?
1: Um, yeah, actually. Okay. I had, well, first I want to say that I had a teacher who was really funny and he would say that every time I was low to ask him for a Mars bar. just had like a whole bunch of them in his desk right but all the other students would never understand like why was i asking my teacher for a mars bar just like randomly during class and like he wouldn't give them to any other students it was kind of just a joke between like the students and, and the teacher and stuff um and so that was really nice until my mom told the teacher like hey it's okay she has juice you don't have to give her a mars bar so I, there's, that was,
0: there's this teacher with a Mars bar problem who is <laughs> using your diabetes as a, as an excuse to keep a bunch of Mars bars in his desk is what I'm hearing. But, um, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but how, how, how you said you had a bad low, how low yeah, okay. like, were you uh, unable to help yourself or,
1: um, not that? Okay. Low? Well, it wasn't more, it wasn't as much of a bad low as it was just a bad timing. I was doing a, a musical for school mm-hmm. and I was just about to go on stage and I had a horrible like. I was getting really low, and so what happened was I didn't have juice on me because, you know, I don't I don't know why, but I didn't have juice on me, so I had to, like, go back to my locker, but they had to, like, pause the musical <laughs> for me to go and get my juice <laughs> from my locker, and, like, I tug that thing well, down hello, like
0: Well, hello, Dolly. Oh, oh, everybody, just one second. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And so it wasn't bad, like, you weren't incapacitated. It was just no. really horribly timed, so... What I'm yeah. assuming is now, as you're speaking, once this, you know, gets released, is just a ton of Facebook support groups or parents are shutting down because they're just like, <laughs> oh, apparently we're worried about a lot of stuff for nothing. I will tell you that I I never, I never do this because I don't want to make people feel badly. But, w- you know, there's um, a big de- you know, when school starts again, you see a lot of moms are like, okay, here's the supplies we're sending. And they, it, mm. lo- it looks like a... Um, it looks like a military drop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's yep. like giant skids of things wrapped in like like saran that's gonna, gonna have to parachute it into the people on the front lines. Like, it's so much stuff. And when we, when Arden starts school back up in a couple of weeks, yeah. we, we take her nurse. This is so funny. We take her a brick of juice boxes, yeah. uh, an omnipod, just one. And um, I give her a ketone meter because that I actually want to be in the building. Wait,
1: that's a thing.
0: Yes, I have a meter, a blood ketone meter. It's so great. You just, um, you just, I don't know. It's you just test your blood sugar, except it tells you your your ketones instead. I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to it, and I'll send it to you so you can see what it is. Um, But, but so it's these three things, and we bring them in and. I'm like I only do it to make the nurse feel better, and uh-huh. then at the end of the year I go back. We throw out the juice boxes, and I take my Omnipod back, and I give her I give her a glucagon too because that makes her feel good. And I'm like, here's a you know here's a glucagon and an extra yeah. pump. Now I put the extra pump there in case Arden ever needs a change, and I bring a pump that somehow fails, and the, so we have an extra one. But in my heart, I don't really want to give her anything uh-huh. because Arden since. Arden's going to go into eighth grade this year. She's 13. And she has not been to the nurse for diabetes since second grade. Wow. Yeah. So I don't, so when I see everybody with their stuff, excuse me, I don't want to make them feel badly. So I'm not like, Hey, here's our stuff to go this year. It's a glucagon thing. But, (laughs) but at the same time, I'm like, wow, you've sent enough stuff in to keep seven kids with diabetes alive. (laughs) Like, like if they had a problem every day and and i do know but i understand the anxiety
2: yeah because i had yeah.
0: it i had it too but your parents didn't have it did they not know enough about it to be anxious or were they just super <sighs> zen people or i don't know actually
1: i think honestly i think it's kind of both like because i yeah i think it's kind of both but um yeah i just have juice boxes in my locker and what's nice is they were actually there's actually, like, two or three other diabetic students in my school. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was in my grade. So, like, obviously I keep spare needles, test strips, meter in my locker. Yeah. Um, but if I ever needed anything, like, there was one time last year I had um, – I didn't have enough insulin pen needles because I was just in a rush in the morning and I didn't bring an extra one with me. Um, and I was, like, frantically trying to find him before lunch so that I could just, like, get an extra needle. But that's really nice that there are students in the school who have diabetes. So we just kind of like.
0: Do so you have you know, your own like, needle? Give you your own needle share program? And exactly. And so, <laughs>
1: and,
0: well, I just think it, what you're saying is is wonderful, and it's fascinating yeah. at the same time. And and I think there are probably, and I I want to talk to the people right now who are who are like, God, am I overreacting? Um, probably a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably not, but probably a little bit. And, and yeah. Emily, and just know that right now in the back of Emily's head, she's thinking do my parents not care about me? And <laughs> <laughs> Why why are they not sending a bunch of stuff to school with me? They're just like, go get them, killer. Yep. <laughs> go where the puck's going. And you're like right on. And then that's the end of it. Um, but that's really, it's really cool though. So at home, did they not have very much, um, like how much interaction did you, do your parents have with your diabetes?
1: Um, well, initially it was like my mom was helping me with like every dose and stuff. Like that was like the Literally, like, the first week or, like, two months I was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But then, like, after that, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. And so I kind of, you know. And then when you start have to adjusting insulin doses and stuff, I kind of got it. I, I think I jumped ahead of her a little bit and just kind of started doing it on my own. And then, uh, um, I don't know. And there's just a lot to keep up with if you're not someone who has it. There's, it's a lot. It's hard to understand every little thing about it. And it's like I kind of already did. So I'd have to explain things to her, and she, it kind of looked like like I was taking care of it myself. So she kind of let off a little bit.
0: And so while you were doing this, and I do want—if you don't want to tell me, you don't have to—but while you're doing all this, like, how was your A one C?
1: Oh, uh, it was actually really good. My A one C right now is seven, which is the highest it's ever been. It was like sitting in like the six or something. Okay. Um, I think my A one C went up this time around because of exams. I was just like stressed like crazy this mm-hmm. year
0: mm-hmm.
1: for like. A couple weeks
0: so and so yeah. okay so let's everybody take a deep breath here because well, well no 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 I'm, I'm I'm thinking about the people who are listening who are like how is a 16 year old doing so much better at this than I am and, and because <laughs> I'm starting to hate you a little bit as you're talking and and, 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 and,
1: and I'm I, just, have no, I have no idea what I'm
0: doing <laughs> she's just like woo and it's working Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well i think i was honeymooning for such a long time too okay that i literally like have like a cinnamon bun and like juice and like take like three units of insulin and be fine like that's when i was like the first year or two i was diagnosed like i'm like my i'd go back to see my doctor and he'd be like yep you're still honeymooning so i that really helped helped like i was honeymooning. but now you have you have a a
0: dexcom cgm now how long have you had one
1: uh, actually like less than six months, I think.
0: Okay. And in Canada, you can't just buy them the way we get them. Like you have to go to like no, Tim Hortons to get one or something, right?
1: <laughs> no, like there, no, the only difference is there's just no insurance.
0: Oh, okay. So you you have to pay really cash. For it. Wow. That's crazy. And how, yeah. how many loons is that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I don't know. No, I don't know the, 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 the exact price right now, but so it's obviously... expensive. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah no. Okay. So you've had it for six months. So let me, let's. So now we've got a good feeling for that. You're just like, whoopee, here's some insulin. I'll have a cinnamon bun now. I don't have a needle. I'll ask a friend at school. It's all good. And, and so. Oh, you,
1: sorry, sorry. I'll have a Nanaimo bar. A what? A Nanaimo bar.
0: Okay, that's not something we know about. But, it's like a but, Canadian
1: but, dessert. So there you go.
0: Do you know what a maple long john is? No.
1: Interesting. <laughs> or
0: I'll have a jug of maple syrup. A ju- just a jug of it. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drink I'm, it down. I'm, I'm low. I'm gonna lick this tree. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so you now you've had a Dexcom for six months. So now you can really see, you can see what's happening. It's not just like, hey, I ate something. I gave myself insulin, and however many hours later, when <laughs> I tested again, my blood sugar was kind of where I wanted it to be. I'm good. So when you first got it, what's the first thing that struck you about your management? That because you must have something must have happened that you thought wow, I'm doing great, or jeez, I have to change this?
1: Um, no, I think my insulin sensitivity was just really good, and, like, because I was honeymooning, like, initially, it was just super easy. Like, I was like, people struggling with diabetes and high blood sugars, what are you talking about? Yeah,
0: yeah, You're doing and, it wrong, obviously. Just do Yeah, a, like, do what, I <laughs> what are you doing? doing?
1: Um, and then, no, after I kind of got out of the honeymooning period, I was obviously still dealing with it on my, like, mostly on my own, which mm-hmm. I was, like, which is fine. I like, I like doing... Like being independent with it. Yeah, sure. Um, but then it did start to get kind of tricky. Um, and then we switched to an insulin pump, and that was really nice. That kind of calmed that down a little bit because you know, if you if you didn't take the full amount of insulin for a meal and you have to like keep correcting or adding or whatever, having pens was really hard for that.
0: Right, because you just have to keep sticking yourself. So so yeah do you have a pump now or no?
1: Uh now I don't have a pump anymore. Um what happened? Well, my reason for that is that I got into running and jogging or whatever just to kind of pull down those blood sugars. And it's just a really nice, like, stress relieving thing, and I really enjoy it. And having an insulin pump on me was really difficult when you're running. It's like every thud, like, you you feel your insulin pump, like, on your hip, right? So what
0: kind of pump were you using?
1: Um, I was using an Animus... I honestly don't even remember the name. I haven't looked at my pump in like a year. So this is interesting. Um, so
0: you had a pump that you enjoyed yeah. because it was keeping you from having to give yourself as many injections as you yeah. as you needed to to be kind of aggressive with your blood sugar. But because yeah. of running, you stopped using it, went back to pens. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, And I've, I've actually had, like I haven't minded using pens at all. It's been pretty, like it's just, like I, I think of going back to a pump every once in a while, but then I think about, running or exercising with my insulin pump on and I just, it's not worth it. That's what I'm kind of at right now.
0: Do you not have, um, um, do you have Omnipod in Canada? You do, right?
1: Yeah, we do. But
0: And so did that not having a controller thing feel like something you could want to try or no? Uh,
1: I've thought about it actually. Yeah. It's just, the, the problem is, I have my old insulin pump just sitting sitting in my bedroom right now. You don't want to so be I'm, a person with I'm two got...
0: insulin pumps. You're like, I have two different <laughs> insulin pumps. I'm I'm fancy, uh, but, but no. But so I'm not trying to. I, I talked around it a little bit because I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm like, hey, you know, Omnipod sponsors this podcast. Try but, it but out. <laughs> yeah, you should really try. There's a link in the, like the. But but I, at the same time, I am interested because there was a benefit there that you had with the ping there. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it was a ping hit with the animus yeah. that you really liked that. I'm assuming you still missed that benefit of being able to kind of not do that, but you made a choice. Obviously one thing was more important mm-hmm. than the other, but what if there wasn't a choice to be made? If would you want it back if that didn't exist?
1: Um, maybe it's just also infusion sets are really uncomfortable more than like Dexcom sensor things or whatever they're called. Aren't that painful at all. Like like when you put them in it can hurt. But other than that, like it doesn't hurt. Whereas infusion sets do hurt, I find.
0: You, you didn't like so. the infusion set. So now I will tell yeah. you that I think that anybody people who have been around diabetes longer would probably tell you that every infusion set feels different. Um mm-hmm. but I get That's that if, if the one you got that wasn't comfortable, I would that I'd be thinking about that too. Actually, I was 16, mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what, that hurt, so we're not doing that. What's
2: anymore. the point? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so that that is very interesting. So you so you're still being so you listen to the podcast. Like do you employ any of the things we talk about? Do you give yourself insulin before meals or do you
1: Um yeah, um, something
0: How do you manage a meal?
1: Uh okay. Well, so uh I am like I don't eat meat, so I do eat a lot more carbs than like the average person does, I think.
0: You don't eat meat? Uh, you're saying? Yeah,
1: I'm I'm vegan. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> So, um, so for a meal, for example, I'll have like around 30 to 60 carbs on average.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, and I like pre bullishing like that was something I didn't take seriously until you mentioned it until I heard your podcast. And I was like, yeah, I really should get on board with that. Um, and so pre bullishing really helps. I'm excited to like go back to school and really try that because that wasn't something I I did throughout the school year. Um, another thing that really, so yeah, usually I'll pre-bolesting my meal. And yeah, I usually guess the amount of insulin I take. I honestly don't use insulin to carb ratios because
0: yeah, I I don't either. I did yeah. such I really hit last night. I made um I'm sorry you're a vegan, so I I, I feel bad. I feel bad I don't know.
1: I don't stuff. care. I'm, I'm okay. just saying to, So I made no, how many carbs I, take. Yeah. I
0: made pulled pork yesterday. So mm-hmm. it, it's pork, but then it has barbecue sauce on it, and then it's on a roll, and then we had it with chips and. Mm-hmm. I got Arden's I got Arden's bolus for that so perfect. I mm-hmm. was just like, it, when it was over, I, I thought there should be like an award show right now because I could, <laughs> I could get up on stage and receive my award now. Uh, it just worked out so well. And then late at night, she's like, I want to get a snack. And I was like, sure. And she wanted popcorn. And I made her popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just, I over bolus the popcorn. And that's how she got the low like later. And I was, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, I should, I just missed on the, mm. uh, anyway, yeah. but, but, but the yeah. point is the pulled pork has, I don't know how much barbecue sauce in it, which obviously has sugar in it, and then bread and then chips on the side, and like all this stuff. And I just mm-hmm. looked and I, I, and she, she squirted like some sauce she was gonna dip something in. And I just remember looking at the I plate. Car
1: counting so hard to like have an instant to carb ratio and like exact it and just.
0: It would just, I would have banged my head against the wall if I had to. Yeah. Go, there's 18 chips there, and each chip's a carb and a half, and the roll's 20. I just looked and I went, Two, three, four, five, I don't know how Exactly. Time. Six, seven. Let's try seven and a half.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I got exactly. the seven,
0: bumped the seven and a half, and went, and it was done. Um, yeah. When, when you can get to that point, I just think everything's a lot easier. And by the way, I think that most people who have had diabetes for a while just look at a plate and go, I think this is about this much insulin. But when, yeah. when you're wrong, then what blood sugar do you not allow yourself to go past before you give yourself more?
1: Um, 10,
0: which is 180.
1: Okay. That's like my, like, once I hit 10, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take more insulin
0: Okay, somewhere around
1: there. And that's
0: after a meal. So you assume when you get to Mm -hmm. 180, you assume I've missed on the carbs.
1: Yeah. Um, and I did do some, the thing is with eating like a lot, as much carbs as I do eat, like I, I actually do the opposite of what a lot of diabetics do, which is the, uh, high fat, low carb. I do the high carb, low fat. But with eating a lot of, like, potatoes, rice, beans, stuff like that, your your sugar, your sugar, blood sugars will, like, go up kind of, like, no matter what. But it, because I'm not eating fat with my meal, my blood sugars won't stay up long at all. Like, it'll just go up for, like, 5 to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes max and just come right back down, like, if anything, kind of quickly. So I have to kind of pay attention to what I'm doing and not just – um.
0: Yeah. Well well it sounds like like, it sounds like to me that if mm -hmm. you if you're just getting a twenty minute jump like that, then Mm -hmm. a slightly longer pre bolus might take that out completely. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I'm bolusing right out of meal, that's kind of what will happen actually. But yeah.
0: Yeah, because if you think you know, it's just this there's a million different odd ways to explain it. But in the end, Mm -hmm. It's a tug of war between the carbs and the insulin, right? Exactly. And, and your goal was for the, the rope to never move. Um, mm-hmm. But you need to give – if you're going to use – if you're going to stack the carb side with so many strong guys, then you got mm-hmm. you got to let the insulin guys pull a couple minutes before you let the carb guys pull. That, that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you, it sounds like you're really close to that. I mean the other thing is too if you had a pump – especially with this higher carb stuff, you could be using temp basils, which I would think would be amazing for you. Yeah. Um, and is the one thing that I would think of as you missing uh-huh. more than anything, because if you're not, I don't know what the word is. If you're not concerned with injecting more often to keep your blood sugar down after a meal, then that's, that's you. That, that's personal. That's fine. But you're missing out on the, being able to like crank your basil up for something. That's the, uh-huh. that's the one aspect you can't, you know, you can't reproduce with um, with injections. I guess that's true. Yeah,
1: um, but I do find that eating because I'm not eating like a lot of fast with my meal. I do find that my insulin sensitivity is quite good, though, which is really nice. So, that's
0: excellent. so it, yeah. it works the way you expect it to. Yeah, yeah. for the
1: most part. Until I have like a, a bad, like if I have like, for example, cake or something, then that's like all hell breaks loose. But <laughs> so, like you know, if I'm if I'm having like a bowl of rice, then yeah pretty
0: good yeah yeah we were at um a going away party for my niece um Mm -hmm. she's leaving for college and so there was like a dinner and it was one of those things like you got there and there were just snacks everywhere
2: yeah and then then
0: it was then it was dinner and then it was like we got a cake and ice cream and I was just like I I hear you and so you know but we really did well with it it was just there was a lot of it's funny because Stacking you know, insulin. yeah, because doctors they don't stack insulin. It was a lot of like, hey, here's some now. Do some more. Do extra here. Got yeah. a- ice cream. Yeah. You think you're going to eat all that? Like, like there was a lot of those little like sidebar quick conversations. But we did a good job. I mean, we kept her blood sugar. It uh, was really good actually there.
2: Good. But yeah. but
0: it was a lot of um, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of here's a little more. Here's a little more. Here's a little more. If she was mm-hmm. injecting, and was a person who didn't enjoy, you know, or, or was you know. Kind of bristled about the injections. I don't know if she would have skipped food. Like I don't know what people do in that situation.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't
0: have a. Do yeah. You, do you ever do that? Do you ever look at food and go, oh, "It's not worth it"?
1: Uh no, actually, I, I really try not to. But sometimes, like, so uh, yeah, I had that same scenario. I, we went out for dinner with friends, and I got like appetizers, uh, and then the appetizers were like. You know, nachos or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I took like a whole bunch of insulin for the nachos already. Because what happens is, for example, like if I have a pizza without cheese, like that's still like sixty carbs or so. But I can take way less insulin for that than I'll take with pizza with cheese.
0: Okay, because so the fat. Se- Sorry. Because the fat and the cheese is gone. It,
1: exactly. Yeah. But the second, like for example, so yeah, we were having nachos with with cheese and stuff like that, and like it's hard to be, you know, you can't. my own mental health like I'm not gonna force myself to be vegan 100% of the time um so because I had nachos with cheese and stuff I was like trying to just have nachos but um yeah I did I still did take a bit more and then we had dinner and that for me was a veggie burger with fries so then I had to take a whole bunch more and put on top of that and then we had dessert which was cake so then I had to (laughs) yeah I injected myself like four times and like you know well, it three hours well, that's really but. cool.
0: So it, the injections really don't bother you at all, huh? Mm,
1: not really, yeah,
0: that's cool. No, it really is. I you know uh, because that's we I think I'm about to put it out, but we did this episode where it was about MDI and <laughs> and you know somebody's like, well, how do you do what you do but without the pump? And after the conversation, I said, you can't completely because of the the inability to to adjust the basal rates. But mm-hmm. in the end, the answer just is you have to be willing to inject a lot. And if you,
1: yeah, you just gotta suck it up. <laughs> if, you, if
0: you are, it's, then it's then it's completely possible. It just you have to be able to you have to be willing to do that. And if you're not, mm-hmm. then. It's not that it can't be done with MDI. It's that you don't want to do the things that it's going to take to do it with MDI, I guess. Or
1: you just got to master like carb counting perfectly and pre bullishing perfectly. And, like, All you, you have right. to
0: do is figure out how to count carbs completely perfectly and pre at <laughs> yeah, exactly. the exact right time and you'll only have to inject one time.
1: <laughs> and predict the future because you know, you're know you eating something else. You
0: got to right. get that right. <laughs> so be, also be clairvoyant. You're 100% right. It's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super simple. It's super
1: simple. I, yeah. I've had to like... Good. Explain. Oh, Mm-mm. okay. Um, I've had to like explain why I've like gone low or like why I'm high sometimes to like people, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, because I did this and I did that, but then I did that and then I did that, but then this happened. Like I, I was talking to my dad one time, and he was like, we were on a walk, and I went low, and it was right after dinner. So he was like, oh, why are you low? Like you wouldn't have like you wouldn't expect that I'd be low after dinner, right? Right. Right. Um, and I was like, no, I took the right amount of insulin um and everything was fine but then what happened was i didn't calculate the fact that i just got gone running like three hours earlier but like who would have thought to think about that you know like sometimes there's just little things that you miss and they make the world over yeah and and the result your blood sugars so
0: no little things make the world over that's a that's a good thing to remember because it is Uh seriously because it's these tiny little variables that I mean, you're just a person, right? You can't. Mm-hmm. You know, just, sometimes it's like, oh look, there's dinner. It's bad enough that I have to go. I think it'll take this much insulin. I should probably take it ten minutes before I eat. Blah blah. blah all that stuff. Whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna do, and and to like you know, not think. Oh, I went for a run, three hours. Yeah. Now. I should probably take a little less. That's just.
1: And, and it's like, yeah. oh, and you know, I'm feeling kind of stressed. Like, oh, you I know, should put I'm, in more insulin because I'm yeah, stressed. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, no. the day the day that I realized that I had to in, to give Arden insulin for um, adrenaline while she was playing sports, mm-hmm. that was like I remember thinking, I can't believe I'm about to give her insulin. Her blood sugar is 100. Like her, yeah. her blood sugar is 5.5, and mm-hmm. and I'm going to give her insulin with no carbs. And I
1: that's crazy. Yeah. I would have never given myself insulin for that.
0: Exactly, but I knew what was about to happen was she was it, I. I learned it while she was playing basketball when she was little. I was like, "They're gonna that game's gonna start and her blood sugar's gonna jump up 120 points." Her Mm -hmm. blood sugar would have went from 5.5 to 12.2 without insulin while she was playing. Um, Yeah. But the then when the game's over, an hour later, all that insulin that held her blood sugar down while the um, adrenaline was hitting her some of it was still there, but then the adrenaline disappeared. So imagine if all the carbs, you put
1: the in second your, your adrenaline goes away, just
0: drop. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like imagine if you took this big bolus for this giant veggie burger and then what, like 10 minutes later I was able to reach in your stomach and pull out the veggie burger. You'd be like, no, I need those carbs now. And yeah. so that's what adrenaline just disappears. It's crazy. Um, Release. so Emily we're coming up on an hour because you are super chatty which is fantastic Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no 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 don't be sorry it's a podcast can you imagine if you didn't talk I'd just be like <laughs> say something Emily say something please but but you were really great you said in your email I'm an extrovert because yeah. I was a little like you're like when I hear from kids like and I'm sorry but you're, you know like, in my mind
2: no totally, yeah, totally yeah, right yeah. right
0: I'm just like I oh, got I hope they can hold the conversation up because yeah. it's an hour's a lot more talking than you think it is um, sure. and, and you were like, no, I'm an extrovert. I can do it. And I was like, right on. I was like, well, I <laughs> want to hear about this Instagram thing. So she's totally coming on. now in the background. Is that a moose I hear or
1: it... <laughs> that's my brother who forgot. Phil.
0: No, he it's fine.
1: I, I no, thought, I fine. thought it
0: might be the abominable snowman. I wasn't hundred percent sure. No, it's,
1: it's a, it's a it's beaver a... walking through our front yard or something.
0: <laughs> it's a beaver walking through my front yard. That might be the title of the episode. Uh, so um, it, it just, yeah, I I imagined you live in a like in a in a city that looks exactly like most of the places in America. Yep. Yes. But <laughs> in my mind, there's a there's a moose and a beaver out front, and they have this
1: and a glue somewhere probably.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, uh, uh, um, and that bird that you guys only have that we don't have.
1: I don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I'm just. Is it Bluejay?
1: Yeah, um, I don't
0: know. Th- everyone has those. <laughs> Emily, stop being silly, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, um, tell me, because we do have a couple minutes, and I want to get mm-hmm. a couple things out of you real quick. But as mm-hmm. as a 16 a year old listening to a podcast, first of all, how'd you mm-hmm. find, how'd you find the podcast? You just search iTunes, or? Yeah,
1: uh, I saw. I I think I saw your Instagram first, or I saw somebody else who's talking about the podcast on Instagram.
0: And and so Um, what's been your takeaway from it so far? Like, if if you could say to somebody, the one thing I've gotten out of this is? Uh,
1: Just, like, how, like, because you realize that people are dealing with the same issues, but then you don't realize on what level. And, like, it's really relatable, the podcast, obviously, because I have the same problem. So... Yeah.
0: So it's yeah. for you, it's mostly community, like finding community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not as much nuts and bolts about the insulin and stuff like that. It's-
1: I definitely learned stuff like being bold with insulin, like doctor, I know uh, my endo is like really, really nice and informative, but I, I think he, he's more on the safe side with things. Right. Whereas this is like, you're kind of like, no, like if you think you need this much more insulin then like, take it, like. You know, don't be more or less on the safe side. Well, int- <laughs> I didn't say that. No, but isn't it <laughs> but- interesting that
0: we call, we call like letting your blood sugar be high the safe side? Yeah. 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 So that's, it's, it's, that, uh, it, it, that completely lends to the idea of how dangerous insulin can be if you use it wrong. Mm-hmm. Y- y- you know, like that you would consider like, Hey, I'll just leave my blood sugar high my whole life. Sure, maybe when I'm 40, my fingers won't be able to feel like things, but you know, at least I'm not dead. <laughs> and yeah. you know, like it's it's a weird it's a weird trade off to make. Um, but I get it. Like I understand how the fear hits people, but that is sort of my goal is for to hope people are just like less afraid. But you're not afraid of anything, so you are like
1: fear- Oof, I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, well, you're probably afraid of like weird stuff like boys or school or like that kind of stuff, right? So that's really interesting. Do you date?
1: Uh, No, I'm not dating.
0: By the way, good. (laughs) I appreciate this. Let's spend the last two minutes. I'm going to give you some good fatherly advice. Okay, go. Boys are terrible and they will Uh only ruin your life. I have destroyed my wife's life and I loved her and I didn't even mean to, but I made her... I, I gave her these kids and now we have a house and she seems What sad. did you do? I, like, I know. I just <laughs> liked her and I liked her right into a life she didn't want. She was like,
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Yes, when boys are being nice to you, I want you to run the other way. Do you understand me? And this is yeah, the same don't worry about This is it. the same information your father would give you. Just run.
1: Yeah, actually it's very similar uh-huh. to my father, Tommy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: just absolutely boys are icky I think is what what you should learn from all this all right so what have we learned from talking to you it's like a wrap-up for me in my mind I think we've learned that there's seriously the lack of fear that existed in a 13 year old (laughs) seriously led to you learning so much about your diabetes because you were able to just say hey I did this and this happened or i did this, I should have done that and, and pick and figure your way through it because you weren't at 13 thinking, if I mess this up, I'm going to have a seizure and fall on the floor. You weren't, mm-hmm. you weren't thinking about that. You were like 13. You were like, I got to get through my day. I got to go to my locker and get my stuff. I have to do this. Yeah. It,
2: it,
0: I think that there's seriously a huge lesson in the story of how you started taking care of yourself. Like it, it there is, people should wonder how much of the impediments they're seeing are self-inflicted like, mm-hmm. like because that's what I got out of this is that is that a lot of the fear I had at one point I may have put on myself so, mm-hmm. that's it
1: but the fear is inevitable right like sure. it's, it's it's natural
0: <laughs> yeah but but it's I think it's how you respond to it is the question
1: oh yeah yeah you know,
0: like do you look at it and just throw your hands up and go well, I'm just gonna leave my blood sugar at because Mm -hmm. I'm, because I don't want to worry about a low blood sugar today, but you didn't think about that. And so you were able to really figure things out because you were, I don't know, you had the,
1: you just got to do it.
0: Yeah. And you were naive like a 13 year old. So you just weren't, you weren't worried about it. But
1: seriously,
0: yeah. Yeah. Right. You just like here, I'll just jam this thing in here and it'll be fine. I'll do it again. If I have to do it, no worries. It's all going to be good. Blah, blah, blah. Seriously, that if if people didn't take that from this, I don't think they were listening to you. So um, I I think I that's what I'm going to remember from this is the next time I feel scared from something, maybe the thing to do is just not to not to overthink it.
1: Yeah, you, you, know what I mean? you really can't.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Emma, you're fantastic. I wish you were my daughter.
1: Oh but, no, you don't. <laughs> seriously. All
0: right, re- before we go, why do I not want you to be my daughter? What is what? Uh, what what's your big? What What do you do that that I would? Be like, oh my God, why was this kid in my mm-hmm. house?
1: You know, this was like, I had a job interview the other day. The lady was asking me, like, what my, or my boss, I guess, was asking me, like, what my biggest weakness is. And I was like, I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> you should have said, I, I, I can't think of my weaknesses. It's my biggest weakness.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I did say that as a joke first and yeah. then quickly found something and just said that. <laughs>
0: then you were like, I need <laughs> this look job. you didn't very
1: happy. Yeah. <laughs> I need this
0: job. I better say something. And so yeah, you are now assistant to the queen or what? what is it you're doing?
1: Um, I'm just working at a bakery now.
0: Oh, that's so. nice. There's yeah. no better place for a person with diabetes than I, a bakery. I
1: know. I just yeah, thought a, of that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so are you like out front or are you making the food? I'm now interested in this.
1: Um. I just serve customers and like, she was, she was actually making me go through like my, my training and she was like making me memorize all the different names of all the cookies and stuff. So yeah, I just serve customers.
0: <laughs> that's cool though. And, and uh, it'd be interesting for you too, because you're going to be walking around a lot more all of a sudden. And that's
1: true. At, yeah. At
0: least if you get low, you'll be good with
1: how yeah. to
0: handle, there'll probably be powdered sugar in a giant pile somewhere. Or something exactly. Like I um, got
1: a handful of cookies. <laughs>
0: I actually worked in a bakery when I was like 19. But mm-hmm. I was making the food, and the job started at 2 a.m., and I did it I did yeah. it for a very short amount of time, and I was like, I am not a person who can go to work at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. So I stopped. But uh, I wish you a lot of luck with your job. I know you're probably saving up money to... Travel. Tra- really? Where do you want to go?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe France or something like that, yeah.
0: By yourself, do you imagine, or are you going to let somebody go?
1: Uh, I don't know, just like after high school or whenever. Just saving money for the sake of... Saving
0: up money so that you can travel after high school. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back to wanting you to be my daughter. That was pretty cool. Good answer. All right, Emily, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and being interested in doing this. Thank you so very much for taking the time. Oh, thank you. No, not at all. Thank you. This was great. It went so quickly, I feel bad for ending it because I was like, I feel like we could keep talking. Maybe we'll have to do a part two sometime.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: The Juice Box Podcast is proudly sponsored by Omnipod and Dexcom, and I want to implore you to click on the linkies in the show notes and find out more about them. Let's thank Emily for coming on and being so fantastic, honest, um, open, and for just sharing with us her attitude that I think is the basis for, like I said earlier, for getting rid of your fear. There is something pure and intrinsically important about how she spoke about her diabetes. And really, if you take one thing away from this episode, it should be that feeling. I will see you next week with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.